told me that he was going to have to take a business trip up north. When was that? Do you remember, ma'am? I guess it was about three weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, please. Well, he left. I went down to the station and saw him off. He kissed me and said that when he got back, we'd be married. We were going over to Las Vegas on our honeymoon. Wonderful plans. Wonderful. And then I heard from him, and he got to San Francisco. He called me from the hotel and said that he'd lost his wallet on the train. He told me he'd lost everything. All his money, identification, everything. Mm-hmm. That's when he asked me for the hundred dollars. I didn't think that anything was wrong, so I sent it to him. Where'd you send it, ma'am? To his hotel. Did you hear from him at all after that, ma'am? Not a word. At first, I thought that maybe he was just busy. I did think it was kind of funny that he wouldn't say something about getting the money I sent, but not a word. Then I got worried. Yes, ma'am, I understand. Finally, I called the hotel, and they told me that he'd checked out. I figured that maybe he was back in town and wanted to surprise me. So I called his apartment. The landlady told me that he had left a couple of weeks before, that he didn't leave any forwarding address. Yes, ma'am. I didn't know what to think. I didn't want to believe that he'd just used me, but there didn't seem to be anything else to think. Yes, ma'am. Then, of course, it was only a hundred dollars. Seems that if he'd wanted to rob me, he could have asked for more. I still don't believe it, even when I know it's true. Yes, ma'am. I wonder if you could give us a description of the man. Yes, I can do that. Let's see. He was tall. About how tall, ma'am? Over six feet. Maybe six feet, two. Um, he had blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of wavy. About how much would you say he weighed, Miss Terrence? I'd just be guessing, but I'd say about 190 or so. I see. I wonder if you'd be kind enough to come down to the city hall and look at some pictures for us. You think you might have one of him? It's possible, ma'am. Maybe it'd make you feel a little better to know that you're not the only woman that this Benton has taken. There have been quite a few. I guess I knew that. Even if I didn't want to believe it, I guess I knew it was just a confidence game. Such a cruel thing, though, to use a person's loneliness to rob them. Yes, ma'am, it is. When you get along in years and you haven't got anything to hold on to, little attention and affection makes you forget everything else. Nothing else seems to matter. Yes, ma'am. I guess that's the way they figure it. Frank and I had been looking for Jonathan Benton for the past year. During that time, he'd taken approximately $37,000 from women in the Los Angeles area. His method of operation was to answer the ads in the personal columns of the daily papers. He'd give the woman a whirlwind courtship, then under the pretext of having to clean up some business before marriage, he'd leave town. He'd call the next day and give them the story about losing his wallet and identification. He'd ask them for $100. This in itself was to throw off the suspicions of the victims. In the event that they suspected that they were being taken in a racket, $100 was small enough so that their fears were quieted. Benton would answer about 20 to 30 of these ads at a time, and the request for money would hit all of the suspects at once. We'd had several complaints lately, and there was no way of knowing how many women were being taken and were too embarrassed to report it to the authorities. 4.30 p.m. We drove Miss Terrence back to the city hall and had her check the mug books. 
She was unable to give us an identification, however. Another month passed. During that time, we received 14 more complaints. In all instances, the description of the suspect matched that of Jonathan Benton. All available sources of information were checked. Bulletins had been gotten out carrying his description and the name he used. No results. On Wednesday, March 25th, we got a call that a man answering Benton's description had placed an ad in the personal columns of one of the daily papers. He'd used the name of Thomas Conant. The clerk at the ad counter gave us his address, and at 5.32 p.m., Frank and I went out to talk to him. Yeah? You Thomas Conant? Yeah, that's right. What can I do for you? Police officers would like to talk to you. Well, sure, come on in. Always glad to talk to the law. This is my partner, Frank Smith. How do you do, Mr. Smith? How you doing, sir? If you boys will come on in, I'll shut the door. Thank you. And uh, now, what's this all about? Well, sir, did you put this ad in the paper? Now, let me see. Uh, Texas cowman desires to meet petite young lady object companionship.